0: Hello and welcome to the reboot of Jed Talks. The format slightly changed since last time, now it's almost completely horror tinged. Horror news up front, usually with a guest, and then an interview at the end with a filmmaker. It's typical that the week I relaunched my podcast is the week I got sick, and my voice sounds like I've been gargling Razor Blades. But I'm pressing on for the sake of entertainment. Helping me with the news today is host, co writer, and director Rob Savage. Then I interview Josh Rubin and Brendan H. Banks, the filmmakers behind the new Shadow film, Scare Me. As this is a relaunch, please subscribe and spread the word about this little podcast. I'd love it if you could leave a comment too, if you enjoyed it. Now on to the pod. Okay. So today helping me with the horror news is Rob Savage, co-writer and director of *Host*. I almost. Hey, what hey Rob.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
0: um, so yes, yeah, so we've got a few horror things we want to talk about today. First up is uh, Blumhouse have announced that they are remaking The Craft, and it's out on October twenty eighth. Didn't even realise they were making it.
1: Did you not know that? I did I, not know. I, I'd heard about it. I don't know if I'd heard about it from from the Blumhouse guys or if it was a secret or something. But like, uh, I didn't even realise they'd gone into production on it.
0: Yeah, and it's out in like three weeks or something, twenty eighth of
1: October. Um, did you see I w- the? Did you see the trailer?
0: I did. Have you? Yeah, I did. I did. It's pretty good. It, I mean, I, I love the craft just for the nostalgia factor. But seeing the little kind of cameo at the end, the, the, the
1: yeah, bit,
0: yeah, yeah. One I of the original that. girls is, is pretty cool.
1: I think it looks pretty I think it looks pretty good. I mean it like the, the kind of sparkly effect they added onto uh to some oh, of the yeah. shots looked a little bit cringe, but I wonder if that's just for the just for the trailer. Um No, I think yeah. it looks good. I mean, you know, if 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 I was a 13 year old girl, yeah, I'd love it. It's great. It's not, you know, I think think everyone who's been bitching bitching about it, it's clearly not intended for them.
0: Yeah. I mean this is the whole thing about reboots and, and remakes, even though this is kind of like a reboot slash sequel. Um People just before they've even seen something, they instantly hate it because they think it's showing a lack of um, you know, originality.
1: But Or it's gonna take take something a bit it takes something away from the original, but but the original still exists. I mean, if yeah. it's fucking shit, then who cares? There's been five black Christmas movies and that you know, the yeah. original's still great. it doesn't matter.
0: Exactly. And like this movie came out like twenty five years ago, so there's a couple of generations who probably don't know about it or ha- haven't seen it so
1: well can i tell you a shameful secret i i only saw it for the first time uh a year ago
0: at least you, at least you watched it what did you think now you were an adult what do you think of um
1: it? i don't know I, I i i felt kind of nostalgic for it even though i didn't watch it growing growing up like it had a lot of things that that felt very familiar from like that that was just right when i was you know if i'd watched it at the time i would have loved it yeah um we, yeah. Because I kind of have a bit of an 80s blind spot because I just didn't grow you up do. with any of those. I didn't yeah. grow up with any of those movies and none of them worked for me. Ghostbusters, <laughs> Goonies, they just, they just don't work for me. But, but The Craft, the craft, which was yeah, what? That was like mid-90s, 96, right?
0: 96, I think. 96. Yeah,
1: so, so that's kind of like, that's, that's totally my kind of thing. Yes. I don't and know, what, I thought it was fun. And
0: what do you think about the fact that it's going straight to transactional VOD and it's going to cost $20 when it comes out. That's how much it costs. Twenty I mean, it, I mean,
1: it did well for it did well for Bill and Ted. They just they just yeah. put their numbers out. And um, Invisible Man, I think, did well. I don't know. I mean, it. You know, I think people in America probably shouldn't be going to the cinemas right now because yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll die. So it's a good it's a good motivation to stay home and, uh, and do it there instead.
0: Yeah, though I think twenty dollars is a little bit steep. If it was around the the ten dollar mark, I would all day every day. I would kind of buy it, but twenty dollars seems expensive.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Ridic- but then that's the same. It's like cinema. And every cinema ticket costs like twenty dollars. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, okay. Well, we're kind of both for the for the remake. We kind of uh, don't mind it, which is good. Um, yeah. Next piece of news is the fact that the Haunting of Blind Man is coming out like in in a week's time.
1: How fucking yeah. good was that trailer?
0: Oh man, they they've done a, c- a couple of trailers, and they're both amazing. I never thought they'd be able to top. Um, Horn of Hill House, but this looks like it could be it.
1: Yeah, I'm so. Jealous. I mean, it, it looks so good, <laughs> especially because I mean, as 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 you know, that The Innocence is like my favorite horror movie of yeah. all time. It's based on the same source material, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to do you know, kind of like they did with Hill House. I'm sure they're going to mess around with it in an interesting way.
0: Yeah, and uh, Mike Flanagan's obviously, um, directing it, and
1: his He's directed, he directed some of it. He didn't write all of it. the, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, like, that guy just does nothing wrong. Like, even, like, Doctor Sleep, which some people hate, I thought was a masterpiece. I absolutely love Doctor Sleep.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. Do you think that this this one, based on what you know so far, will have the same impact as one of Hill House? Or do you think no one expected Hill House to be that good, so this one has a real tough job to kind of try and compete with it?
1: I feel like it's not going to have the same impact as Hill House, because it's not... It's not... Just by the very nature of it, having different directors, I don't think it's going to be quite as personal or authored as as Hill House. That's my that's my kind of um, Interesting, yeah. my instinct is that Hill House, Hill House feels so Mike Flanagan through and through. It yeah. feels like one big ten hour movie. Um, whereas this, you know, I wonder if this is going to feel more like episodic TV. Um, Did he give a reason why he he isn't directing at all? I think he's doing another movie or something he's just right, okay. I guess he's been there done that and did you know did a fucking great job on it yeah
0: yeah interesting well I can't wait for it that's um Haunted did Blind, you see My the, out on oh, the
1: oh sorry the 9th oh, of October oh sorry uh, sorry did you see the um they released the episode titles as well they did, did they that? did
0: that yeah I mean they, they know what they're doing don't they they know enough to make the kind of fanboys on the internet go oh what's this about I want to figure it out
1: because yeah, like, I, I was the, looking
0: at those titles and I was thinking oh I can kind of guess what that's about but
1: I probably can't at all and there's like episode seven or eight or something that just has like blank, which I think is, I think that's the one, I think that's the one that Axel Caroline directed. Oh, okay. Because um, they saw her posting about it. But um, yeah, that's that's a nice tease. You know, that's going to be a big like event, event episode, like uh, yeah. like, the, like the two storms one.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's just like quality horror t- television, which we haven't had for a long time. Because a lot of horror TV shows, you, it's like, like, like um, um, American Horror Story, it's good in, in a certain way, but it's not like brilliant. It's not something that you kind of like tell your mates about or look mm-hmm. forward to, but th- this is event television. I feel it's, it's quite rare that we get something like this.
1: I mean, I just first talking of Hill House, I just binged in about two days. Yeah. So I'm probably going to do the same with this.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And the last piece of news I want to talk to you about Rob is something that's kind of in our wheelhouse. Um, we have got Ben Wheatley who is doing a shot in quarantine horror film. Um, and he's acting like he is the first one to do this, even though we made host. Um, what do you think? Obviously, we're big Ben Wheatley fans. We
1: love yeah. everything
0: he does. Um, Kill List is one of the best British horror films ever, probably for me.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I think he'll do, he'll do something interesting with it. I think. I mean, I think it, like anyone who's doing a, a quarantine horror, they've kind of missed the boat on it being not not just because of host, but just because of timing. Like, I feel like yeah, they've slightly missed the boat on it being um that being the hook. I think it's yeah. got to be, it's got to be a good, fi- you know, it's got to be a good film as well now to, to, um to break through. Like, you know, I've heard lots of things of people shooting quarantined movies and mm-hmm. what is it There's, that's the Sam Levinson guys shot one that, that's coming out. And yeah. Um But, you know, I like, I've, the, I've, I've never seen a Ben Wheatley film that I haven't thought was interesting at, at the very yeah. least. I think he's like just a yeah. great filmmaker. He'll do, he'll do something You'll do something different with it, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I wasn't called cool, cool, it's, it's a High horror Race. movie. Yeah.
1: Like, High rise was a, a bit bit long, but yeah. but there's still interesting stuff in there. Definitely.
0: And some a field in England, I, I don't really want to watch it again, but it's yeah. extremely interesting and I'm glad someone mm. made it. Um I feel, I feel like as well I feel like, like
1: as well we're we're living slightly different realities now. Like when we were when we made host everyone was kind of in the same in the same boat. Whereas I think now the world has moved on in different stages and people are outside and some people in quarantine and it's just a bit less of a shared experience now. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of what I mean by, by slightly missing the boat on that.
0: Yeah. And this is lockdown part two and God, that'll be don't. very prescient. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, Rob Savage, thanks very much for joining me on this uh, reboot episode of yeah. uh, Jed Talks. And I'm sure you'll be on it as a, as a proper guest later on down yeah, the line.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Cheers, mate. Hello, everybody. My name is Jed Shepard, as you just heard in the intro. Uh, today, I'm joined by the filmmakers of the great film I watched earlier on today and I absolutely loved. And that film is Scare Me, which is out on Shudder on October the 1st. Um, I have director, writer, I'm guessing producer as well. We were you, were you involved with the producer and star Josh Rubin with me and I have the cinematographer Brendan Banks uh with me too um hey guys thanks for coming to my podcast
2: thank you for having us holy yeah thanks for having us pleasure I'm so glad you dug it
0: oh thanks yeah no I watched I watched the early one today and uh like I love it and like how you got Aya Cash like just before (laughs) she blew up as well because she's she's the best person in the boys by a long shot and and that cast is an amazing cast but her acting is ridiculously good in that and in in this she brought she brought her a game to this as well and like you you opposite her like both like incredible and like really endearing um authentic kind of uh relationship you had with her um was it like that on on set like working with her Aya told me before we went into it, because that, you know,
2: my question for all actors is how do you like to work? And she said, I don't need to stand in a corner and get into my dark place. I'll be <laughs> flirting and jumping up and down and making jokes and making fart jokes. And that's exactly, I mean, Brendan, right. I mean, she was like,
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, even down to like, I think uh, what really says it all is where everyone decides to spend their free time. Not that anyone had much of it, but like during lunch, she was grabbing an apple box and come sitting with the camera team and just being like, Hey guys, what's up? You know? And she has this little anecdote about how she always makes best friends with the camera team or like a gaffer or someone, because they're often left while like producers, director are talking and you're just yeah. kind of sitting there for like 20 minutes. You're like, so tell me about yourself.
0: Great. Oh, she sounds awesome. Like, honestly, I, I was watching Scare Me and thinking, okay, what have I got that she can be in? I'll write something for her like to be in. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. She's so, so yeah. cool. Um, She's incredible to work with.
2: And her theater background is essentially why she was as good in, in this as, as 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 she was. She was willing to go there, you know? She yeah. could, play all of play ugly play big play small play you know and and hilarious at best or yeah. at that rather and it was incredible
0: well before we, we we go on with with scare me which we will do in a second let's let's go back to how you got to that point like um you mentioned pre-recording that you and brendan uh kind of have a similar relationship to myself and, and rob where we we kind of like we made a whole bunch of short films and we liked bat ideas around together how, how did that start how did you two guys meet
3: Brennan, do you wanna
0: do you wanna take this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, we we originally met because I got an internship at College Humor in two thousand nine, and uh, mm-hmm. just sort of weaseled my way in there. But um, there was a period of time where I was living outside the city, and I, I really wanted to make something more narrative, sort of reown this industry that we got into, and just became about money for a little while there. Yeah. And uh, and we're just like, I reached out to a couple of different directors and writers, and Josh was the only person who was like. Oh my God! Yes, we have to do something. So we just self-funded, uh, self-produced, self everything. Mm-hmm. Um, two short yeah. films, and that I think laid some of the groundwork for for Scare Me.
0: That that's what we had to do as well. I mean, Rob, our first couple, we just put our own money in, just like credit cards, and we begged, borrowed, and scraped together like whoever we could. So you so you you did a few uh, shorts together, and did any of them kind of get any traction? Star Wars did. You did a yeah. solo short. Okay. <laughs> we did. We should
2: send it to you. Um yeah, I can't Yeah, I can't remember how that one came about.
3: It it started because Disney was reviving the like the Star Wars fan film fest when they were sort of, oh. you know, getting the new trilogies going. They, you know, it had been a thing that started out as a fan project then became like Lucasfilm, you know, condoned it. And then they stopped for a while. And it was sort of the restart of it. And that made me reach out to Josh I was like, dude, I've always wanted to do something. Let's let's come up with something. Use this as an excuse. Um, we ended up deciding just to make it outside of that whole organization and contest because we wanted to tell a slightly longer story and mm-hmm. Josh was the lead in that and uh me him and, and our buddy Charlie McWade all worked on story together and Charlie wrote it and it's just one of those fun projects and that ended up uh getting a Vimeo staff pick uh when nice. it came out
0: and that's TK630 uh nice and you played Again, I- you, you played the main character just, yeah yeah it yeah. was myself and because we were in our you know a
2: small town we needed to find a child actress to sort of play this um you know theoretically refugee on this on this planet and our choices were very limited i mean i was facebooking my friend annie who's a local actress who lives up there said hey could anybody just handle this and luckily we found this girl whose name was starla actually oh and was, nice really fantastic <laughs> in it um Yeah. Shot, you know, in and around my parents' house, the field behind their place and, you know, um, hiked up to the top of overlook mountain, which has an incredible summit. And, uh, and I think that one had the traction it did because of the IP obviously, but, you know, Mm -hmm. before that we, we did a, a really kind of tone piece called cabin, um, that was a little more true horror thriller, more in the vibe, you know, um, probably a, a, a preview of Fred's Fred to come, but, uh, we, we were seeking actors to be in that. And one of them was a girl named Francesca Real, who later became the lifeguard in Stranger Things. So um, she and is a she's a good friend of ours. So you know she was just fresh out of NYU at that point, just willing to yeah, sure, I'll do a short film. You know, I've only done so many, and the fact that we're all still friends, and the fact that it's you know one of the first things Brendan and I collaborated on, is just so damn cool. And as you know, that's how you build your
0: your network. They're the ones you hold on to as you yeah. build out, build out that are down to do whatever. Exactly on on host, we 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 use the same crew as we use on our very first short film. We just just taken everyone with us and we will be doing that again in, in the future um so did you try to make any of these short films that you did did you have in mind them as kind of calling cards or did you have in mind that you were going to use these as the basis for proof of concept for, for for a feature did you have the feature in mind for, for your short films at all
2: what would you what do you think brennan i mean with cabin it was more for for your your experience right and directing and
3: yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I directed both of those shorts, but also like, you know, in any like real collaborative effort, it really is just so many people coming together and Josh, especially to handling some of the performance moments while I'm also shooting it and trying to get a camera that shouldn't be doing what it's doing to work. Um, <laughs> sort of, sort of thing. Um, I didn't really feel like either was like made to be a calling card. Uh, cabin was definitely made because we wanted to make something. We wanted to sort of like prove that we could do something and make something at a high level, even with some limited resources or pulling things together. And then uh, honestly, I think that Star Wars was like a more true, just pure thing because it was like, We just love this universe. Our producer loved it. Our, you know, everyone who was involved was just very, very psyched to be doing something that kind of looked and felt like a Star Wars movie. So um, I think that was a little bit more pure, I would say too, is just, let's just make it short. And people, my family would be like, why would you do that? And why did you spend all this money? I was like, I don't know, because it's great. And it was so fun to do. So
0: yeah, I, that's the thing with shorts. Like a lot of people, when you say you make films and they say what have you done, you go, "Oh, I've made these shorts." They switch off. They're like, people, the general public have no concept of shorts. Um, right. So it's 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 yeah, and and also like people who 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 give them money to um, who ha- hold the keys to all the money, they almost like can't see where a short's going to go as well because it's it's too short. But um, yeah, that's that's really cool. And but then Josh, you were working for college humor for and in the uk that college humor isn't really kind of like known that well so could you give like a rough idea of um like what you did for, for college humor
2: it's essentially um it's essentially saturday night live digital shorts or um uh funnier die are you familiar with
0: yeah website, yeah yeah die? Mm-hmm.
2: so it's sort of like like funnier die but um college humor i qu- very specifically it's started uh it's it's it started as a content aggregate site to make college kids laugh. I mean, it was truly boobs, beer, and video type humor. Yeah. (laughs) I had a sketch group with with, uh, my buddy Sam Rice, who I've known forever, and we sort of, you know, we were making videos just to make videos forever ago. I mean, before Flash and before YouTube, this is in 2002, 2003 in New York City. The folks at College Humor sort of took a liking to what we were doing when we were shooting on, you know, DVXs. Yeah. And um, said, "Why don't you come do for us what you've been doing for yourselves?" And that sort of helped build out the originals department. So it's basically, it doesn't, it exists in a form now, um, truly, you know, tr- truly in disparate parts of 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 uh, of California because of COVID. But it's um it's it now exists under a, a, a website called Dropout. Um, where some of the original cast as sketches, but it was essentially, it was, a, it was a sketch video and eventually branded video company where it had a cast and it had producers and on-staff directors and editors. And it's where I got, a, I'd say, a large part of my backdoor film school, you know?
0: Yeah. So what took you from that moment? Because what I'm up to is, for people who listening, who kind of want to be filmmakers, how did you get into the position where you could make a film like Scare Me? What was the, what was the lead up to uh, and the origin story of of scare me really. Um,
2: well, the 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 sh- the real nutshell version is I left College Humor to they 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 asked us if we wanted to relocate to California to continue working for College Humor after seven years of being on staff, mm-hmm. and I was directing commercials where I was making a bit more money <clears throat> than calling in sick days to go and do you know a Geico commercial or a Colgate commercial. Nice. And so, so they left and I stayed in New York with my partner at the time and we were making commercials. So that became my sort of living for a bit. And it was that unfortunately excruciating process, as you know, commercials, I know you've worked in the branded world at some point, I'm sure Mm -hmm. uh, in, in some form, it can be a soul sucking process, but while I didn't love all of it and I still don't love it when I'm doing it, there's always something to learn. I realized, Holy shit, I've got this toolbox and um, uh, you can solve almost any problem. You can talk to almost anyone dealing with clients, you know, camera angles, working fast, um, uh, you know, dealing with just a product shot. And so eventually the same reason why I made my four, my first short film Ollie um, and why I've worked with, with Brendan is, is because no one's going to spoon feed you. And I sort of thought, okay, uh, I've got to just make the decision to make a film in a very Duplassian way. Jay and Mark Duplass are big influence, mm-hmm. both Brandon and myself. We read their book, Like Brothers. They said, just make it, stop waiting for meetings, stop waiting around. And I took a big chunk out of my 401k from my college humor gig um, yeah. and uh, basically got random investors who believed in me to put in a little bit more and a little bit more. And I a Cash... Once she said, yes, I'll do your film, and I'd known her through mutual friends and through her husband, I think that was when we got our most significant chunk. And it's right. still a very, very scrappy movie, a very, very small budget considering what it is, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh and um and then yeah you know it was just a it was a condition of us kind of being like Brent and i had a pact where originally this was going to be even if the movie costs five thousand dollars and i'm holding the boom as i'm acting we're going to do it no matter what we're sick Brilliant. of doing the thing
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i mean you probably got that meant that kind of like mentality from making the shorts as well because because shorts are usually all hands on deck at all times like the actors yeah. have to do their own makeup. Everyone's like holding up the boom and um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, st- stuff like that. So then, so you built, you got the money for the for the film. Who, how did you come up with the story? Was that a joint thing between uh, Brendan and yourself?
2: Well, Brendan was there from the get go because you know, he, he, he and I were constantly talking about we're going to do this thing. I'm going to, I'm just going to go shit something out. And Brendan, you, you have a better memory than I do about this, but I can <laughs> tell you that the three-pronged piece of it was not only the Duplass book and my kind of getting a little fed up with, okay, I'm I'm clearly on this sort of linear track. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, the beginnings of the Me Too movement were happening at the end of 2017 and early 2018, especially when Aziz Ansari was outed for taking advantage yeah. of a young woman. He's mm-hmm. a comedian who we have mutual friends with. And it was just like, I'm sick of these men who take advantage or who power trip And so I thought, okay, I'm going to dust off old screenplay ideas that are sort of gathering cobwebs and write something where I can work opposite an actress, where I can write to my strengths as a comedic actor, making funny sounds and doing physical comedy. Do the same with an actress who won't play in a sexualized role, but just a competitive role and explore a very nuanced subject, which is when a uh, a broken, privileged white male can't self-soothe in the face of a woman's greatness and, and a woman's talent and that was the charge that was the engine without hopefully making it a ham-fisted movie and so the anthology all the stories was just an amalgamation of well here's an old script idea i had here's a ghost story i told when i was a kid or i made up when i was a kid here's you know something Brandon and i are riffing on or whatever it is here's something just for me to do a troll impression because i can walk down in a crouch this will be funny <laughs> so it's and just branching out from each story and that's why the movie you know may feel a little jagged or may feel like you know some things don't quite fit perfectly is because that's that was part of the creative process and ultimately what the movie's about is like riffing okay take this idea this piece and you know find it
0: um i i, I, I loved it I, I it was it's almost like a film it was like specifically designed for 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 me and for people just because like I spend most of my days pitching things to like Rob or to my friends to see if there's any good or family members or to like Mm. the gatekeepers. And it felt really like genuine, like people shooting you down for the ideas that you think is amazing and people picking out little plot holes and stuff and you think, damn it, damn it. Um, But no, it all felt the relationship between you two felt so authentic and, um, like really really impressed with it and um that, how did you find that location you mentioned earlier on the overlook mountain and I, when i when i saw that on the back of uh, the jacket um i thought you'd put that in there obviously for a for a shining reference for the shining but it's a real place right
2: it's a real place the 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 the, the mountain that my parents live on is technically called mead mountain but there's a hike that leads to an overlook um and that's the overlook mountain hike so right. um, uh it just sort of it just so happened to be too that at the top of that hike there was a hotel that burned down many 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 years ago oh. it's another or a real overlook a hotel was called <laughs> overlook that burned down don't know what the story is um and uh and so, yeah, that you know, we that was the area we shot in, and it was one of the many references to you know to horror horror movies
0: in, in the in the flick.
3: If you look fun. closer to on that on that jacket, you'll notice that uh, our uh, costume designer Sean Derman, who also produced Cabin and the um, the Star Wars short film, oh, nice. um, and he also did costumes on that. Uh, he dropped a lot of references in the one jacket. Uh, <laughs> it's so if you get a chance to pause, yeah, I, I think the tagline for the pizza place is "Tell him Jack sent you."
2: Oh, amazing!
3: Like that. The beer so cool. bottles,
2: the the beer labels uh, on the beers we're drinking. Uh, the uh, the establishing year is Wes Craven's birth year.
0: Oh wow! Nice. Cool. That's, um, see, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. Like like pitting in references. For like, for people to kind of like go back and and find those Easter eggs, and you're and you're you're quite um up front with your with your references in in the actual film. Like some of the dialogue, you referenced Jaws being your favorite movie at one point. Is that is that the truth? It's one hundred percent the truth. Can't nice. get
2: more vanilla than that. I love Jaws.
0: I but love Jaws too. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I love Jaws too. But no, I love it. It, it that's why I, f- I feel like it it felt authentic. It's not you don't feel like you're in the movie world you feel like you're in real life and your friends do like call you out and things and and reference like real life movies and stuff really really cool so what I wanted to ask then is once you had the kind of like story like locked down and you had the money how did you guys go about kind of like making it was there uh, was a gap in time before you kind of made it or did you make it as soon as you had the money you like switched on okay I'm going to clear my schedule and make it it really began with sharing script drafts
2: with Brendan and Brent. I can't remember how many drives we took before we had all the money. Um, Oh yeah.
3: It was, it was, well, also too, I think one of the things to, to one of the earlier points that Josh was making is like, you have to sort of start a train down the tracks before the rest of your track is built. And and I think that we were actually even talking about that metaphor as we were going, there are definitely so many times where people be like, Oh, Hey, cool. Any like movement with that idea? And you're like, yeah, we're prepping it. And prepping it (laughs) means Josh and I talking through scenes, maybe even going over blocking together like two months before we don't even have a location yet. We just know that there will be a couch in the middle of the room and that's it. (laughs) And people are like, Oh, you're doing what, and and that sort of seems to get more people interested and knowing about the project, and I think that does in turn end up with more money. But yeah, you you definitely are on a on a track, and it is yet to be built to the next station, and you're just going full steam ahead.
2: It's <laughs> a funny thing, like even our even to to help get a little more money for post like to make it real there's still a make it real on the other side of getting the movie in the can which doesn't mean as you know doesn't mean a finished movie because you still yeah. need some cash is well let's get an article or let's see if we can can someone announce it okay someone can't announce it we don't have any traction could could we could we get an imdb page you know let's build the imdb page that that will show the investors that it's real yeah you yeah. know and, and so oh okay so it says imdb so okay so it's you didn't just jip us or i don't know whatever <laughs>
0: at what point did um I and mean, you know you mentioned this pre pre I press me press and record, but at what point did Shudder come on board? Shudder came
2: on board, uh God, I can't remember at this point when we locked picked like locked post on the movie because Bre- Brendan, I mean, we did not have really did not, I mean zero post budget. And mm-hmm. Brendan came in essentially to be our our post our post soup our post coordinates why is it nice. producer on the film as well yeah. i mean many reasons why brent is a producer on the film yeah but um, but once once we did and once it was done or certainly once we had a rough cut we were sending it around to some folks my reps were sending it around to folks and um creep show was announced and i was like hey i'd love to direct on creep show and obviously that's you know that's c- quite a club you got nicotero and <laughs> yeah. you know, all, all the biggest horror directors ever so it's <laughs> It was a yeah. crapshoot, but I I said I'd love to direct on that show, and they said, "Well, they have all the directors for Creep Show for season one, but we'll send them scare me." And they just sent it to him on a whim, and Shutter wrote back Emily Gatto and said, "We love need
0: Emily, that. love her,
2: uh, incredible,
0: incredible. Yeah. She and, and, loves and, you guys as well."
2: From that first conversation, man, I mean, you can just tell. Like people yeah. like Emily and Sam Zimmerman,
0: they are like real deal. They're yeah. real people, they don't bullshit, mm-hmm. they're sweet. Yeah. Love them. And 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 that's why I like I love Shudder so much. And I know this is almost like a like a Shudder loving because we've both got films on Shudder, yeah. but um genuinely like hosts wouldn't be made if it wasn't for them. They were the only guys that wanted to give us money to make it while in lockdown. Lots of companies <laughs> that were interested, but it's only really Shudder that kind of had the faith in us doing it. And like I will forever like be in their debt for letting us make something with like I don't you've probably heard me say it before, but like we only had two words of a pitch, which was Zoom seance. That's what we pitched them. And they were like, Cool, here's the money. And we said we're gonna make no. it with our friends. That's it, yeah. We pitched them Zoom seance. We said we're gonna make it with our friends, um, and you'll get it in like two and a half months. And
2: I I, I know this is a loaded question i yeah. don't know how you did the stunts i don't know how people <laughs> oh my god them. they're so
3: well done and the Above the way they people. blended in with the call co- oh pr- oh man yeah. it really like brought back some like paranormal activity like i was just edge of my seat i was just i couldn't let go i mean suspended I in
2: midair and for these yeah. actors to do it themselves and i
0: i think you had one or two stunt people safely go over and help yeah we did well we like we, we use all of our friends and all of our friends include stunt guys and vfx guys who have made short films with us for zero money before so it was good to be got to pay them a little bit no not probably not what yeah. they did what they're worth but we got to pay them a little bit this time um but yeah it's just a lot and going into it uh we will get back to scare me i promise but going into yeah, it uh, <laughs> i um like i had a kind of like a uh, an idea of just stuff I wanted us to do, because me and Rob had made a bunch of, hor- of uh, horror shorts, but there were still yeah. some stunts I wanted to do. I wanted levitation and I wanted fire. Um, it's my, my two favourite things. So I was like, okay, we've just got to find a way to put this in. And then there was, we had to break it to like the VFX guy and to, to our stunt team. This is what you're going to have to do because Jed, Jed says. Um, so yeah, we, the levitation was because I wanted to end the... F- we had to find someone. Um, Teddy. He was. He was the only one that wasn't a friend to start with, because just because we wanted someone to be set on fire for real, and he he was um, he was certified to set himself on fire, like a full full body burn. So it's not CGI. That's him really being set on fire. It, it, you can
3: feel that too. There's something about the image, quote like a, flames are just so hard to do in post, yeah. no matter what. But but even more than that, there's like the interplay of light and the way it works in the scene, the way it affects yeah. the optics. Like it ah. really felt that way. And oh man, those two things specifically are the ones that made me like, yeah, like totally stop breathing for a second.
0: And it's funny because. Um... Because Emma, who, who was on screen at the time, Emma didn't know that was going to happen because we we hid it, we redacted the script. So she's watching it for real for the first time. And she had no idea that we could even do levitation and fire stuff. So she was like, her real reaction is that so she's banging the, the laptop because she thought something's gone wrong. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And that's how like we essentially torture those girls a little bit by redacting the script and playing it in live, basically. These, these uh, stunts.
2: <laughs> oh, how did you transition uh, you know if they're shooting on their zoom camera when they stood up are they operating with their yeah. laptop
0: yeah every shot you see in the film is them shooting themselves like um yeah once <laughs> they're
2: standing and you know because you have this you have this mobility right yeah so you can you can for lack of a better word you know you can fuck up a shot if you if you maybe tilt down and pinch more than maybe perhaps you you or rob intended how yeah. did you sort of is that just go back
0: and do it again you know yeah continue, right so, so even though this is like the zoom movie none of it was actually shot on zoom we just used zoom as a as the reference right. um we we actually taped iphones to the back of their laptops uh with a camera poking out the same level um so we had we, we had singles on them and anytime we wanted to cut away we would just do a we would just do a single on someone to hide that hide the, the edges um and and so if the internet because two of them their internet was terrible so we didn't okay. want the internet to be a factor so it was all shot on iphones uh basically and then stitched wow. together we we asked zoom for for their for their assets and they give us permission and then we stitched everything together um and made it made it look like it was a, a genuine
3: Zoom call did you did
2: run the, into i mean oh sorry brandon go ahead I was just high. going
3: to say that the use of the actual zoom UI and like the, yeah. it didn't fade away or turn off at any point was what kept me. Cause I, my eyes kept searching around, like, you know, when you're sitting on a call, you see recording, you look down, you see the person that you kind of do that yeah, yeah, and that yeah. adds. So, and then you realize there's a dark corner over there and you're like, Oh no, 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 yeah. No, oh, yeah, no. Yeah.
0: It's so effective. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we, we kind of, we use every trick in the book to make you think there's going to be something like in the corner and then it's somewhere else. Or um, yeah, there's that, there, uh, it, it's it's like a game of chess then that, that we we've carefully like devised these like tactics just so by the end you don't know what's coming and it's it's real it's like you're falling through space almost because you don't know what's going to come but we've actually foreshadowed everything like at the start um
3: yeah, I think I even texted Josh, I don't like the amount of dark corners over everyone's shoulder i two minutes in and it was like uh, and then of course all the dark corners are where things don't happen or you yeah, know yeah. there's a lot of misdirection.
0: Well that's that's my big thing like, like um and I always say this to Rob like if you see something in a the doorway then you've kind of like lost because you can either a person's brain if they see something in the doorway they can either run away from it or they can fight it but if you'll seeing nothing and it sustains nothing it's just the void your imagination fills in that gap for you and you and, and that's scary your imagination is far scarier than than wow. what our budget can stretch to
2: <laughs> pointing down a dark dim hallway with nothing yeah. is remains to be one of, I mean, it's one of my favorite things. I mean, I flat out lifted it, you know, making Brendan, yeah. making you film the corner of a ceiling however many times. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, well, that's because I fucking love Insidious. I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. first time I saw that where you look at what, the corner of a ceiling and then I think we put it in cabin. There's nothing like you just, you know, something's there that he can see or she can see or maybe they can't see it but they just and then you're hitting just a shadowed corner and
0: it's so effective and it truly is yeah. an exercise in, in minimalism exactly and it's up to the director to see how how long they can hold a shot without them thinking oh the audience won't like this but i'm a big fan of just holding it for for too long just because it's even scarier um, uh, and then, then do something else. Yeah, that, that's the trick with hosts. But wait till you see, wait till you see the next one. The next one's going to blow your minds. Like we have we have pulled some. Well, it hasn't been shot yet. Shot shoots in a f- few weeks, but we're pulling every trick out for, for the next one. Like,
2: <laughs> are you now? I I okay. So I know about the prison. I know about the women's prison you've mentioned. Is that yeah. technically the next one?
0: No, that's with Studio Canal. Um, I've got we're doing three films for Blumhouse next. Yeah. Um so yeah, so this is going to be the first Blumhouse movie and then we've got two more and then we'll be straight on the Sam Raimi one, I think. And Um, are
2: they, um, are, are, are the Blumhouse folks sending you a producer from Blumhouse to, to the UK or you are, they're going to cut the check and say, go. Our
0: our whole thing is leave us alone and we'll, we'll, we'll bring you like, we'll bring you a banger. Yeah. We'll bring you like a hit fingers crossed. Um, but we've we've had these ideas that we're putting into these three films, are ideas that we've had for a little while that we just we we know are like solid gold. We just need, needed someone to like give us the money to make it. So, um, yeah, it's
2: unbelievable. Congratulations! Oh I'm so
3: excited.
0: Oh, sure. Thank you. It's it's crazy.
2: As a producer, how do you keep your? Because I imagine you fancy yourself more of a creative producer than say a line producer, although I'm sure you've done it all. What what, what it sounds like you you're more of a creative. producer
0: yeah I oh, like, like because I because i'm I write all of these as well like I, like I, I'm writing all of these. So I see myself as first of all like the ideas guy yeah. um, and it always it always always starts with Rob saying, okay, this company's interested um do you have any ideas and then I'll go through my list of ideas and go, okay, I've got this one, let's build on wow. it um, what is it actually? about
2: your and Rob's relationship that you think? makes it work
0: i can tell you it's i think it's because rob is very art house he is he's thinking of the a24 movie in his brain where i'm thinking of the sam raimi audience saturday night pleaser movie where the audience can just like jump out of the sea and go fuck yeah this is amazing so it's the two it's the two kind of sides of it where he's making art and i'm making horror film for the people really and like if you've managed to get that balance right then you've got an an art film for for everyone um
2: but if you pare that down even further i mean you guys clearly trust each other so you yeah. have trust you've got good communication you know
0: yeah um, we're also just massive 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 horror geeks like and yeah. like so our references are just very so i can i can reel off like a, a 1960s horror movie that and rob will know and i'll say why don't we use the scene out of this 1974 like crappy italian movie and uh do twist it in this way and and he'll know what i'm talking about um so it's kind of like a shorthand yeah um it was
2: cool with brendan because you you weren't much brendan of a horror fan right i mean not a horror fan but
3: I, I yeah, I had the the pants scared off me uh, when I was a kid. Brother sleepover. Really? ended up watching some extra features on a DVD. I just like I couldn't do it. I, I had I had an experience. Uh, this definitely dates me being slightly on the younger side, but um the the ring, we watched all the Ooh. extra death scenes from the original one. and nice. all my older brother's friends were supposed to stay over and then they didn't. And oh. they left. and they left me by myself and I rolled over on the remote and woke up to uh, a snowy screen oh no i I was in in the attic the phone ring as well oh i just took i took the remote and i threw it it like went into the wall my dad made me spackle the wall the next (laughs) day sort of deal uh it was so it but anyway so we went to go make cabin and i was like if i'm even gonna have any shot at this i must start yesterday on it so i started going deep on horror very quickly and then Mm -hmm. ever since um now, me and my fiance look forward to fall. Like tonight, I yeah. don't know what we're watching, but we're definitely watching something horror. Oh, cool. At least one, That's maybe weird. two. So,
0: and that brings me to a question that you're probably going to be asked a thousand billion times, but I just want to hear it. What scares you? Like what? What deep down scares you more than anything else,
3: Brandon? Oh man. This that's question really, besides this question. <laughs> that's a good that's a good question. Uh being found out for being a fake. No. Uh <laughs> ooh, I don't I don't know. I think I think alone and helpless is like a combo that's really like just being whenever I see someone like tied up in a way that they're not getting out of, that is like mm-hmm. purely terrifying for yeah, me. Yeah,
2: I, I go I go heavy. I go more heavy than like fun scare. I you know, um either and the original was, you know, you're you're in the middle of the ocean, no boat, no nothing, middle of mm. dark, you know, dark water period, and dark corners of the water. I saw you posted about crawl the other day, which is fantastic. I
0: love which crawl. Is the of the yeah.
2: movie. Um, there's also something about the the Sam Raimi produced stuff, or, and like don't breathe. That like the quality of the movie just looks yeah. like you just popcorn M M&M, and M peanut M and for your brain. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> um, uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's like not being able to get away from some, uh, you know, from some unfathomable threat, whether it's like, you know, um, thinking you're going to die at the hands of someone else or, you yeah. know, that, that's where, that's where I like, I really, really go than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something else. But what about you for someone who makes it.
0: it? It takes quite a lot to, I think it's more, my fear is like, it will hurt something will hurt people that like my family or my friends i'm not really i don't it's not that i don't care that i i just i'm not scared of anything like if for instance i was in a cabin in the woods and there was something outside trying to get in i would feel like i've got a a good 50 50 shot at killing if it comes in i would be like okay well i'll have to fight but I'll, i'll be all right but if it's something if it's if it's something to do with like friends or family and something's after them i think that's my fear that i won't be there to protect them maybe yeah it's weird this is a good therapy session guys like talking about uh... yeah you're all about community (laughs) (laughs) you
2: got two big two big fans here um i I know this is this might be this is definitely tangential to that but you just talked about essentially six projects with more to come how do you juggle the logistics of demand from Ghost House, Blumhouse, you know, Studio Canal, Three Ideas, an agent, PR. Like, h- how are you guys doing the? So, so it sounds like the priority is, I guess, Studio
0: Canal now, and then. Uh, no, it's the, it's, the, it's the Blum, it's the Three Blum, Blum movies, yeah, and then probably Ramey. Um So everybody kind of is waiting in the, you know, yeah. Waiting. But the but these these Blumhouse movies, they're they're going to be out quick, so they're kind of out of the way quite quick. Um, just because we have the infrastructure now to like make it really quick and the same people are going to be involved and it's a real, Host was a real good test, even though it's more than the test. It's it's already like in the top 30 horror films of all time for total film. There's the rated magazine. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's been out like Whoa. five minutes. Um, but yeah, it's got, um, yeah, how do I juggle it? I, I just, I'm kind of used to it. I've always done like a million things and I'd rather be busy than not. And I don't sleep very much as well cause I feel like I'm missing out on stuff or like there, there might be horror films that I haven't seen. So I've, I've got to stay up as long as possible <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, it is, it is a lot and it looks like a lot, but we've actually, we have some more projects that we haven't announced yet. And, and I hope we don't announce it anytime soon because it feels like it's a lot for people to kind of understand like what we're doing. Um, but we, we have a couple more but real big films to, to be announced. Um,
2: so amazing unbelievable i mean as a writer i just don't know how you can compartmentalize you know
0: i'm a real fast writer like if the like if there's one thing that people describe me as is probably i'm a fast writer i'm not saying it's all good Uh, like definitely not all good um but one thing that me me and rob do is we pitch a film to each other every single day just to get it out of our system and they're usually like terrible of course there's like a, a woman who is locked in in a in in a lift something's come together blah 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 and like we'll just do that every single day until we come up with something good but it just gets all the shit out of your head or all, mm. all the the crap movies that are in your head um and then we'll come across something where we both go wow that's really cool really high concept and then we'll try and pitch it around and and kind of make it and at, at the moment like we, we're in the real cool position where like most things that we come up with would probably find a home if, if it's good enough just because host has been a real like ticket um though it was really i don't know if you've seen salt which was the short film we did oh oh yeah yeah oh so good oh cheers man yeah salt was the key for everything that's that's what got this the hollywood studios like onto us really and that was
2: a credit card short like hey let's go do this but like you know spend a, double the money we ever did or was it the same but like did, like let's um, go walk well, out
0: well, we got the money for that from Fox, actually. The first time we've ever been given money from... Some, it wasn't that much, but they gave us... Yeah. They, wanted to, yeah. they wanted us to do something for the advert break for American Horror Story, like one Halloween, a couple of Halloweens ago. So it's going to be, yeah, just just in front of a lot it's of... like what Hulu us. does with Huluween, and like they, they curate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but they, they ended up not showing it for some reason, we, and we don't know why. So we just stuck into a bunch of festivals, and then that's how Sam Raimi found us from, from that short. Um, it's such a
2: drag me to hell type. Yeah. I mean, it's totally. really, really fun.
0: Yeah. And I love drag me to hell, by the way. It's like, it's such an underrated movie. Um, But yeah, there's, it's, it's crazy. What kind of like is, is the thing that kind of gets, gets you noticed. Um, But yeah. And I didn't think host would be, I thought host would want to be like a throwaway thing that was cool to make in lockdown with your friends, but it just ended up being a, like more than that. And, um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But then and you're really going to really- go through uh, a similar situation when when Scare Me is released on on Thursday, right? This Thursday. First, yeah. Yeah, and like you're with with Shudder. Um, how have they? Because it was the film was already made. Ha- have they had any kind of um, influence on how it would be kind of like marketed at all, or?
2: um yeah that's been a that's been a fun conversation because by a total coincidence the producers who who made my second feature um which was a studio film that came out of left field with a whole different team Mm -hmm. um where I was essentially a hired gun I didn't write it I was just sort of like sure I'll go in and pitch on this thing but I'm going to pitch my my version of it and if I don't like it I you know it'd be great um the producers behind that, uh, they 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 own a company called Fireship, and they do um, they do marketing for for their for their films, and they actually self distributed Thunder Road, which is Jim Cummings. Oh, great!
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: He also produced his werewolf film, and you know yeah. his werewolf film is going to come out before our Wolf of Snow Hollow. So anyway, <laughs> their 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 sensibility is very cool, nuanced, reverent. They're sharp and smart. And they're making like memes and gifs and bumpers and AV Squad who did a24 you know a bunch of a24 movies and a bunch of big Hollywood stuff I mean you know really cool shit they they uh, they did our trailers and our cutdowns
0: nice
2: so there's more to see um, and I've definitely got a bunch of ideas and there's you know there's there's some like the VOD and Blu-ray it's been interesting like I don't totally agree with some of the design so he's like hey can, can we please try and make it as bold as xyz poster I, like what is yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of been yeah, your yeah. marketing conversation yeah
0: um we're, we're still going through some of that now in terms of artwork for um it's important it's yeah crucial. um but you said that you went to sundance with with it uh earlier this year right so you just got in on, under the under the wire for when everything kind of locked down um and i, I went to sundance with with dawn of the dawn of the death so my experience at Sundance was it was like one of the best times of my life. And like, it's like, you're almost in a daze, like there's so much cool stuff happening. What what was the experience like for you guys?
2: I mean, you know, Brendan got to enjoy, you know, three more days of it than I did. I, I, oh, yeah. went 48 hours. I mean, truly, cause oh, really? I, I, wow. I, I missed all, but the opening night, um, uh, screening, um, which was really wonderful. And so, Incredible and surreal, but um, I started prep on Monday in Fleischman's, New York. So I had right. to I basically got there Thursday late. Was there Friday, Saturday, and flew back Sunday. And it was a total whirlwind because you know we went in with Shutter, and Shutter has PR, and the mm-hmm. PR had my schedule chock full. where like Brandon and you know my fiance and um, and and Brandon's fiance and our friends. They you know they were all able to you know I mean, what you guys you were able to like. Get
0: beers and go yeah, see
2: Yeah, another- I went,
3: went to screenings. I got a tattoo at an after party. That sort of fun stuff. Did you stuff. really? Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did it say scare me?
3: No, it didn't. It was actually uh, some artwork from an artist named Matt Fury. There's a great documentary called uh, Feels Good Man that people should oh, definitely yeah, check
0: the, out. Oh, the, yeah, the um oh, the, yeah. the Frog one,
3: yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, I have one of his little
0: Oh, characters. nice, the Feels Good Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. We're, th- all, we're thinking, all the host guys are thinking of getting happy spookies on us somewhere happy spookies tattoo uh, yeah, from no. host. we'll see we'll see how, we'll see how it does on on dvd first and, and then we think about <laughs> lucky the tattoo.
2: Do, we're lucky to have gone and experienced it i said this the other day it's such a privileged uh thing to say but i'm gonna say it anyway because i think it's kind of funny because you know we got to make a feature film we went to sundance and it's awesome and and it's been the dream we yeah. would have had a run at alamo a limited mm-hmm. run here in the states and um so it's kind of like your dream came true, but it's got a little bit of poop on it. Just a little yeah. bit of poop. Just a little bit, a little bit of duty, you know. And 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 it's, I'm so happy, grateful, privileged. It's all very exciting, but I wanna what what I'm what I'm bummed about is that we don't get to fly to the UK for a screening and meet you guys in person, yeah. or to do the Alamo thing, or to fly to. I had a talk at USC with with Chris Red and Aya, that's i did a, a talk a there as well. yeah product. yeah yeah exactly and they said cool. they set that up and like you could have gone to the school and met the yeah. kids and taken pictures and i want to communicate in person and then mm. go to the pub after. you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and um that's do when when some I'm, of that oh. stuff
0: yeah it, it yeah. sucks but it'll just it'll just mean more when, when we're out of this nonsense yes, it it'll will. just mean more but uh yeah if you guys ever do make it to the uk uh then like please hit me up it'd be cool to uh to yeah. do some shots with you guys <laughs> oh, you, you
2: got you guys will be probably deep in any level of production but we will definitely <laughs> whatsapp you
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I'll I'll, I'll I'll be there but yeah just just the, the final kind of thing on, on on scare me like as i said like i absolutely loved it and um chris red was amazing as well great cast and um i didn't see the ending coming it was so it was really really cool like and usually i'm i'm i can i kind of I'm, one of my things is I love like predicting the end of the movies, even though it spoils it for me in my head, but I, I didn't see that one coming. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. I know you were kind of like hinting at it all the way through. You would drop in kind of breadcrumbs and, um, but no, I, I loved it. And like your performance was insanely good, especially as you had to do so much like, um, and yeah. So my, my final question is, did the fact that you were, you, you were in it, like um, play on your mind when you were, kind of creating it um because you're obviously writing for yourself and um directing yourself do you play to your strengths when you're when you're creating it or did you purposely write something that was going to challenge you challenge you a little bit
2: oh no i i wrote it to just play to my strengths completely right. <laughs> because because it, to shoot a movie in 14 days where you have your lead actress for 9 and chris red for 2 and change you kind of have to rely on technique and Brendan, this is, this is what's so valuable about our relationship I and mean, Brendan's code for that wasn't great. You'll probably want to do that. Take again. Is <laughs> you want another one? I mean, I often,
1: <laughs> I it. often
2: didn't look at the, at any shot. And that was an arrangement that Brendan Brendan and I had, our pact was if we're going to do this thing this fast with this crew, with as tough as the conditions are going to be with blizzards and, you know, tenting a house and weather and all this shit is I don't want to go in and ever have a disagreement about anything we don't have to, A, and B, um, if we shoot the shit out of every corner of this house in prep, then I don't really need to look at a viewfinder. Mm -hmm. So Brendan would take a photo of the viewfinder and show me on his phone and say this, and I'd say a little more symmetrical or perfect or a little less so. and.
3: Yeah. And when Josh says that he trusts you implicitly, uh, first of all, coming from commercial world and being double checked, like by 18,000 people, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the only person I've ever met who actually means it. Uh, you wow. know, whether it was sitting in a color session or even just talking about some idea that we were about to set up that you can't undo once you start setting up, mm-hmm. he be like, okay, great. Yeah, definitely. I love it. And be like, Oh, okay. And that sort of pressure I think is also really helpful too. Cause then it's like, we're going to get it perfect. It's not going to be, here's one of 18 frames. We're going to show Josh. And by the last one, you're like, whatever, take it. You know, you're always trying to get the first one just right and then move on.
2: By the way, if that, if the opportunity came, I'm sure for either of us 10 years ago when we were just love nothing more than to make a movie, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been under budget. We wouldn't have been under time. We wrapped a half a day early despite two two blizzards and being snowed out and all kinds of stuff and all kinds of awful conditions um uh it's all the experience that got us to this place and also just again i mean again because we had trial runs let's make a short oh that worked yeah. out let's go a little more ambitious let's spend mm-hmm. a little bit more money is the same yeah. thing with you and your team you know
0: yeah and that's it and people think like of like you're an overnight success sometimes but like People don't see there's years and years and years of slug of people not wanting to watch your short um, and not getting into festivals, um, having your dreams dashed on a daily basis. But in the end, like ultimately you'll make you'll make a feature film and um, it'll be on Shudder, which is the coolest kind of platform you can get right now. Um, it's really cool. And they've, so, they've reached a million uh, subscribers as well. So yeah. so, you know, like that many people are going to gonna watch uh, watch your film when it's out on Thursday, hopefully. More than theoretically would have been in a movie theater. I mean, certainly with this yeah.
2: time in the world, but it's it's a really exciting thing. It's it's a happy happy accident, a happy happenstance that we're we're in the, in the situation we are.
3: Yeah, always so, always a pleasure to be on a programming block with uh, Joe Bob Briggs as well.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. Creep Joe, yeah. He's awesome um so what are you final question what are you guys up to next then do you have are you letting lockdown kind of uh and and this coronavirus kind of prevent your creativity or you have you got something lined up or that you want to do next
2: we're talking about um an exciting idea that may verge into sci-fi territory um that uh brandon i I just kind of you know you have all those ideas with the cobwebs and this was something i wrote about 30 pages of and put it away to focus actually on probably on scare me. Mm -hmm. Um, So picking that back up and kind of realizing because it was interest from a studio, uh, maybe this actually might be worth exploring. And, um, you know, I mentioned, I I called Brandon and said, I don't know if you remember this idea. And then Brandon started adding creative ideas and insight to it and immediately um, made a deck for it. Just kind Mm -hmm. of just, you know, a, a bunch of screen grabs. What was that program called?
3: Oh, Shot Deck. Uh, Larry Sher, uh the DP from Joker. Um, he put oh, together wow. a program or has been putting together a program where it's only really high quality grabs and like you can literally search like uh, Moonlight and like lantern and it'll show you wow. all the shots from all the movies they've cataloged that have moonlight and lantern in that exact shot wow
0: that's um, so cool so
3: it's a great way to really yeah. or, uh, typed in sci-fi pulled in some like looper you know first encounters yeah. like things like that is that a subscription yeah. service it is it is in beta it's free right now um yeah. i just filled out a survey like how much i would pay and uh, it's it's an embarrassingly high number for how easy it makes my job and also makes it <laughs> more creative and fun as opposed to this slog of like, I know this one shot from Blue Ruin, but if I try and screen cap the Netflix feed, it's black or so then I got to like torrent the movie to get a high res. What is this whole thing? So this is a fantastic place to go. For pitch
0: decks decks as well, like for pitch decks, I'm always Google images, getting the worst quality like images. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Drag it into keynote and then hope it doesn't
0: export all pixelated. Yeah. That's really, (laughs) that's that's called shot deck.
3: Yeah, shot shot deck. Perfect. It's uh, it's a really really high end service, and they have more. It's uh, started out filmmaker first. They're definitely going to branch out into and have like a commercial vertical for like branded and stuff. But awesome. um, hopefully, all the money that gets juiced into that keeps the narrative folk uh, cost down.
0: Nice.
2: Brendan's been shooting some incredible stuff that he probably can't talk about, but stuff for Netflix and oh nice. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been really cool. To, and you have two two other narrative shorts that got into film festivals
3: also horrors as well. Um, oh cool, very cool. Yeah, re- really I just seem to be doing the horror thing right now, which is <laughs> absolutely the most exciting genre I think to shoot in. Yeah. And then honestly number 2 is because it's my first love is sci-fi. Um mm. so the fact that Josh came was like maybe this idea and I was like yes, yes, like <laughs> let's grab a hold of that one. That's
0: cool. And what stage is that at at the moment? Just initial ideas and stuff.
2: Um, the, well, the, the, the sci-fi concept needs to be, needs to be written and picked up again. And I'll say, I, I'm curious to get your take on this, Jed, because, mm-hmm. you know, with scare me, I think a piece of why it happened so quickly is because of where we were at in the world. And certainly right after not, not on the heels of get out, but the fact that you had a social commentary based movie that wasn't super ham fisted yeah. or was, but he got away with it in an, in execution I sort of wrote angry because there was a message here and obviously or maybe not obviously but with with host there feels like an inherent theme and message just in kind of where we at and young kind of flippant carefree character and then the reaction to something heavy in in what could mm-hmm. be considered a vapid or you know a, a, gr- a vapid versus grave circumstance and it, it kind of it's a movie of of this time in that way. Yeah. So maybe that was kind of part of the charge. But
0: yeah, yeah.
2: my biggest fear um, is uh, with the next movie, certainly something that we have creative control over, is that the concept um, and the execution doesn't have a fire drive, um, mm-hmm. a, a motivation behind it, and that we're making it to make a cool movie without mm-hmm. – You gotta care about him or her or them, or um, you have to be saying something. And I didn't know that. This took me basically until five years ago to really even realize. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But but I'm curious. So anyway, that's that's kind of my personal test, I think, and and something that you know, Brendan is good at challenging too on on many levels. But certainly with messages like, okay, but you know, we can we do this great sequence, but what could we find in this theory in this idea in the movie pitch you do with rob for example yeah but what it's really about is you
0: know yeah yeah um, how i approach of- it yeah. yeah so my thing's always to combine something from classic horror say a seance with with something that's in the zeitgeist right right now and that's being locked down with your friends on, on mm. zoom so something very current mixing it with something very classic uh yeah thanks very much for coming on and uh you guys can see scare me on shutter today this comes out the day it's out on Shudder, so please watch it and spread the word and uh josh is on twitter at josh rubin on twitter right just mm-hmm. and you can find him and tell him what you think there only positive things please um brendan are you on twitter
3: i am it's just brendan h banks perfect
0: Uh, So that's Scare Me on Shudder today, October 1st. Well, that's episode one down. Thanks very much to Josh Rubin and Brenton H. Banks for being awesome guests. Uh, Don't forget you can see Scare Me from today, October 1st, only on Shudder. Also, thanks to Rob Savage, director and co-writer of Host for helping me with the news please subscribe, rate and review Jed Talks. And if you can't wait until next week, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Until then, thanks for coming to my Jed Talk.